Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who finally got to do some fucking improv after nearly two years of a fucking pandemic that people claim is done and it ain't done, but I got to perform with wonderful people. We're going to talk to most of them right now, but first, the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She's uh, the Alabama enforcer. Uh, everyone knows her as Shoeless Chelsea Bennington. How are you, Chelsea? Shoeless Chelsea Bennington. I, That's your I, new popular name. I do like it. I'm currently shoeless. I knew. <laughs> I knew. It's the sequel to Footloose. It's my sequel to Footloose. Well, I've How never seen doing, Footloose, Rick? so I would be lost. I mean, um, it's it's a pretty standard plot of people losing their feet. <laughs> I prefer misery. Um, how am I? Speaking, speaking of, of feet, I have very cold hooves and I've watched an awful shark movie this morning. Uh, so this, this will brighten my spirits. How are you? I um, did not watch an awful shark movie this morning. I watched TikToks for like two hours. <laughs> so... That's my life now. Because that's what young people do. Hey, your girlfriend has TikTok too, so. I know. She sends me this thing about a woman that cusses at her chickens, and I find it very hilarious. Exactly. TikTok is fun. I don't like when people act ageist like you are, saying it's just for young people. I'm not saying that it's just for young people. I'm saying I, as an old man, will not be figuring it out. But if someone wants to show me a video of a grown woman calling her hens a ratchet ass bitch, then I will watch and have a giggle. That is that is one of my favorites. But yeah, excited to be here today. Yeah, we got to do some improv yes. with wonderful people. Our first show in way too long was at the Magnet Theater on Halloween. There's no more appropriate night. And let's talk to some of our guests. We're going to start with the lady that has never been on our show before. Yes, I'm looking at you. Uh, Stacy Dunn. How are you, Stacy? I'm very well. How are you doing? We're okay, aside from cold feet. I'm speaking from Chelsea on this uh, matter, because she ain't got no shoes right now. Um, I'm going to interject. I can handle the cold. You're the one that cannot. Well, of the two of us, which one is clearly a little bitch when it comes to cold weather? Me. Exactly. Anyway, I feel like I'm a kid and my parents are fighting. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens. <laughs> Just another episode. Not my grandparents, to be honest with you. Just okay, another episode <laughs> of the Spooky Doing podcast. Uh, and now we have returning guests. We have Vicki Martin as uh, one of our wonderful people that we're going to talk to right now. How are you, Vicky? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm good. You were a little bit devilish at the show uh, the other night, sporting mm. horns and getting wacky. Yeah. What well, was like um, the last time? <laughs> the last time we performed, um, I think at Magnet was two Halloweens ago. You know, obviously 2020 yes. did not happen. Um, and the funny thing was, I was working at a job early morning before, um, and we had, you know, a bunch of special events for Halloween. And one of the things was face paint. 
And so I got to have my face painted. And I remember for that show, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a flapper. I had my face painted to look like a zombie. I'm going to be a zombie flapper for the show. It's going to be so fun. And it was a lot of fun. But the funny thing is, in all the pictures, I think I was the only one who dressed up. And so there's a picture I really love of, I think, you, me, and Stacy. And I can't remember what the scene was, but we're staring out the window of um, one of, you know, magnet sides on the theater. And you both look normal. And I just look absolutely crazy. <laughs> I was Kurt Cobain. If you yeah. look at my face in it, it would look like I was dirty, probably. <laughs> but it's an easy outfit to miss uh, from the striped shirt up. I knew it. I knew it. Again, Generation X. <laughs> also joining us on the show, uh, previous guest, you heard us talk to her about uh, The Conjuring 3. We've got Amanda Stafford back. Hello, Amanda. Hello. How are you all? Besides cold. Besides cold. <laughs> divine to be here and uh, I really loved watching everyone's costumes and performances on Halloween and I think I really missed that. I think maybe uh, I might have really loved to Chelsea's um, <laughs> Jennifer's body. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you and you also recovered my earring when it flew oh. off my ear. I have these really long arms and fingers and feet and toes. Everything on me is long, but it's all for the purpose of reconciliation. <laughs> it saved me. <laughs> that, no that wasn't covered in Catholic school, but I feel like it should have been. <laughs> and last for now, because we got some latecomers. They're boys. They can't be trusted. Uh, we've got Jennifer Anderson back on the show you've heard her a couple of times talking about deep blue sea and saint Maud. how's everything not bad i am not cold i guess i'm part of the uh, minority here but uh yeah it's good to be back good to be back i missed everybody fun to be on stage yeah good stuff good stuff now now i know for me it was the first time uh, other than the podcast really that I'd gotten to do improv since our last show in March of 2020. Um, who among our guests actually got to splurge and do some improv before that show? Uh, I was in, I was in uh, Ayana. Ah. At some point, I can't remember. I think it was in, I think it was in September. Maybe it was in August. It was during the time where I was preparing for, for my show. So it was just one of those, those drive by night things. I was there, I know, but I don't remember when I left a place of myself. One of those things. Um, yeah. Yes. You know, uh, before, you know, we performed at Halloween. I've been doing a show with this long form improv company called uh, IRTE called The Marvelous Mrs. McCluskey, which is like a parody of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, yeah, we actually have a show tonight too, which is fun. <laughs> Wait, is this the Desperate Housewives Mrs. McCluskey? 
probably they have like a ton of different um improv like shows she was the crotchety neighbor of like i loved her she was one of my favorite characters on there i don't remember much about desperate housewives but i did watch it and i did like the fact that it was narrated by a character that committed suicide in the first episode Uh, she narrated the entire series because i'm i'm dark like that (laughs) it wasn't just the first episode no, but she committed suicide in the first episode oh, and right. then narrated. Oh, the okay. Yeah. I thought you meant she only narrated that one. No. no she, she was the omniscient dead person. So what did uh, each of you think when uh, I got in touch with you? It's like, hey, got plans for Halloween? Uh, did I sound creepy within, within the context of that text? No, no, you sounded lovely and friendly. <laughs> I thought it would be great to see everyone. I think that we had a really great show, too. Mm-hmm. I'm very critical about my own performance, but I always am. But everybody seemed to have a good time if the people are happy. Uh, that helps. And I read something uh, by Nick Cave uh, when asked about his recent uh, tour. He's like, we have to learn how to be a band again in front of an audience that may have had to learn how to be an audience again. So I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense. And that puts my mind at ease. Amanda? I actually kind of reflect that too. I think that for me, you know, my my year, like most of ours, I think was pretty catastrophic. Um, so to socialize again at all has been interesting. Um, I unfortunately had to do most of my like I guess, unwilding at doctors, you know, over the past year and a half. And I, I think it's weird when you forget how to talk to people because we've become so conditioned by being at home and being on Zoom, right? And we're all like in our little world, but then to collaborate with people again in person and find that there's no judgment because we're all kind of starting from that same space was really refreshing. And it was nice to return to a group of friends who you know, we've seen each other at our best and now our worst, uh, just in terms of, of uh, you know, the worst for the wear from the year before. And I think that it was a really safe space to feel our feelings and have fun. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the moment I got that text, I was like, I am so fucking ready for this. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, for me, for the pandemic, it was, I mean, it was weird for all of us, but... For me, due to the job I was working at the time, even, you know, through the worst of it and when it was at its lowest, I was like dealing with the public at the same time, which was scary. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, was very excited to do the show again. Um, Yeah, speaking of the show, we talked about Chelsea's, uh, Jennifer's body costume i don't think we can go much further without uh referencing uh the goblin king in the room amanda showed up thank you dressed as david bowie from labyrinth uh which i'm surprised i was able to pull off saying that word it's always me difficulty but you also had a significantly shaped sock down the tights Yeah. You know, for emphasis, I really thought I was going to go big 
and then go home. And, um, you know, I, do, I hope I didn't disappoint. Definitely not. <laughs> um, do you remember but- seeing that movie as a child? And I, I think that most of us didn't. We either had a, a very specific reaction. And I think almost exclusively, <laughs> exclusively it was, oh, okay. All right. Those Absolutely. pants. I don't know what it was. We just, there's something happened. And like, suddenly you became a sexualized being um, in a good way, in a very safe, positive way. I don't mean that Bowie is, is, you know, perverse, but I just think that we all had an awakening because he was so free and beautiful and expressive. I agree. Yeah. He was one of my first uh, movie TV crushes for sure. Cause I watched Labyrinth as a child. So and I know that yes. I'm not alone in that. <laughs> That's a majority <laughs> opinion for a lot of a lot of people around my age. Yes. A lot of my sexual awakenings came from slasher movies, so I cannot relate in that not sense. Surprised. <laughs> he got but the he got the hots for Jason Voorhees at a very young age. Just a sexy boy with a misshapen head. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, of of shaping, the fact that you took the stock. And, and reworked it so that it was uh, quite bulbous down the one leg. I'm like, oh, it's going to be that kind of show. Well, all right. Yeah, you know, my husband turned to me and he's like, I hope you're proud of yourself when he saw the photos. And I was like, God, I'm even more proud of myself. I'm only sad that it started to deflate a little as the night went on. My only that, regret. That'll happen. That'll happen as the night goes on. So I've heard. <laughs> But also we got to do um, a practice prior to the show in my yard safely uh, with quite a few of you. Uh, and it just felt good to get silly and we're in practice. So we got a little bit more filthy than we would in an actual show uh, with far more sensitive ears. How, how'd that feel to the folks? I thought it I mean, felt, oh, go I ahead. Just, like, I just knew that like, it was weird. Cause I just remember at one point wanting to place, like I would just say position a gun in an odd place between someone on someone's chest. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is where it's gonna end. I'm not gonna try to do this move. Cause I don't think I have, I don't even think I can pull it off in a backyard. <laughs> Yeah, for those that, that uh, haven't seen our show, we murder each other to edit uh, our scenes and we try to do it uh, kind of creatively after uh, getting inspiration from a true uh, scary story. So um, w- what I did love in that practice is uh, after Tom uh, Rizzuto told the story about growing up, uh, Denver came in um, as a nun and, and, and did a wonderful voices of a character that just made it all great. And all the students were named Joseph. Um, so what, what did you pull upon then to kind of bring that character out? I realized to the people that were at that show, they didn't see this happen, but it was just fun for me. I mean, just past experience. <laughs> Every nun I've ever met talks like that. So, And most of the people I know in Long Island, are named Joe. So that's 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 where I this grew is, from. This is very true. There's an overabundance of them. I would find it hilarious uh, if there was a nun 
talking so freely uh, about sexuality, about it being uh, strictly for procreation. And that, because of course I'd be the wise ass kid then asking, what is titty fucking? Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, every nun, every nun that I've ever met, which, you know, to be fair, has not been a lot of nuns, but um, the, the several that I have met have been like, sex is for procreation, that's it. And, you know, I was like, okay, now I know what we're dealing with here in the Catholic church, good to know. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, in 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 getting married to Tom, you had to take those pre-Cainer courses, and I remember you uh, speaking openly about them uh, to me and how fucking ridiculous they are. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was an experience for sure. Uh, yeah, especially ours specifically. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was a lot for the bank, you know what I mean? For later, like, okay, we can draw inspiration from this insane day uh, at some point later for artistic purposes. Uh, this is all, because the, the best improv, I think, just comes from like your true experiences and, and weirdos that you've met uh, throughout your life. And then you just pull them out, you bring them on stage uh, uh, I'm frequently my dad uh, when I perform, uh, but when I'm a psychic, I'm always Christopher Walken. Let's chalk that up to the dead zone. Um, so, what were your 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 opinions upon uh, entering the Magnet Theater for the first time? Uh, those of us that it was our first time in a long time. Uh, anybody want to speak on that? Go ahead, Vicky. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I hadn't been there in probably a year and a half. Um, and the thing is, like, there were so many, like, small theater companies in New York that closed their doors forever. Um, I think it was Second City that closed forever, forever, uh, in New York. Um, and, you know, other improv companies that unfortunately didn't make it through. So it was the fact that Magnet not only made it through, is doing classes again, and is now doing shows again was just, it was amazing. It was really, really an amazing feeling to be able to like walk in and perform, you know, some spooky Halloween horror improv shit on that stage. I'm I'm glad you brought up uh, a lot of the improv spots in New York. Uh, that closed down because that's why I wanted to take a moment at the end of the show to address the magnet because it's it's where I I took my improv classes so it means a lot to me but the fact that the community stuck together and looked out for each other collectively and individually uh, means a lot and I thank them for giving us the stage time to do our thing and, and, and say our piece and get wacky. Yeah, on that, I wanted to add, Rick, um, same thing that, you know, Vicky was saying that it really has been special to see that not only has the Magnet Theater itself withstood this, this der- you know, terrible pandemic, but has maintained its connection to it, its community. I've really enjoyed getting the Magnet emails um, throughout the pandemic to see what people are up to and where they're quarantining and um, you know, what they've found about themselves or about their art as they've, you know, kind of grappled with this change to life and how things have changed for the better and 
um, you know, what they want to do going forward. So it's nice to see people, um, you know, in this community still creating work and still, you know, being human to one another, even in our physical absences, however long that may be. All right. So let, let's take a moment to blow some smoke up each other's asses. Um, what were your favorite scenes in the show? What, what made you chuckle? Uh, the most, be it the scenes or the storytellers. Uh, what was like, hey, we got this and this is a good time and we're going with it and having fun. I liked murdering you with my my ass. That was pretty fun. <laughs> I also liked that I managed to fall backwards onto you without hurting either one of us or like crashing my head to the floor. First, That's I liked murdering you with my ass is a greeting card. Um, to give a bit of context to our listener, uh, Amanda's husband told this story about potentially being in a supernatural photo in a cemetery. And he was mentioning a coven that looked like they might have uh, been going to spring break. So I, I initiated a, a bunch of witches with the intention of going to spring break. Uh, Valette mentioned uh, a rival witch named Uncle Luke. And I'll confess a little bit. I know of Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew. But at that moment, almost all of the Two Live Crew lyrics I knew flew out of my head. Because I'm like, do one as a spell. And I'm like, all I've got is the line, till my tongue turns doo-doo brown. I don't even have the setup for it. So I can't go there. But yes, I, I, I summoned Stacy. And, and, and we, we twerked at each other and I'm like, well, I've got to lose because that's part of the fun. <laughs> and yes, then when I felt you land upon me, I'm like, that's even funnier. <laughs> Who else got some highlights? Um, Tom's story about the nuns, uh, the whole time I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that would be, uh, this isn't really the funny one, but that was the one uh, that really, really stuck out to me was just him uh, near the end of his story running. There's a nun chasing him. He falls and he turns and all of a sudden the nun's not there anymore. Fucking terrifying. Nuns are always creepy. I mean, is that yeah. scarier or less scary than Chelsea's true story that she told? I gotta say, I was like... <laughs> Amanda's face says it all. I uh, I don't regret telling that story because for anyone who's obviously who's been in our shows and the stories that have been told, someone told a story about when they were kidnapped for two minutes. Like there's been some really dark stories and there's part of me that wishes I knew. I knew uh, what Philip's story was going to be which is, it, it's very dark in itself, but it, it still had kind of a really heartwarming um, warmth to it. Um, heartwarming warmth, dear God. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I kind of wish I knew what Tom's story was going to be <laughs> because I realized I just told the darkest shit, like just a real life murder nothing happy happens <laughs> like someone was cut up and killed and um I did think about it you know the the rest of the night I was like wow I just 
I guess we're we're definitely in a time where maybe we don't want to hear about really awful real life shit like that. So maybe that wasn't the place to share it, but everybody made funny, funny stuff out of it. I, my story was just such a clearly different vibe from the other two stories. We, we had some fun with it and joining us in progress after uh, finishing up uh, teaching the youths uh, is, a, is a regular guest, almost kind of sort of uh, indirectly. Tom Rizzuto is joining us. Hello, Tom. Yeah, what's up? So I, I, I missed a lot of this. Have we have we acknowledged the toilet paper on Stacey's desk? What are we? <laughs> no, we're just letting that go. Okay. So to the fans of Spooky Doings. Wait, hold on. Yeah. This is just because my allergies acted up and I'm literally at the point where the tissue box needs to get replaced with the roll. You see the sexy <laughs> highlight around my nose. A, a lovely mucusy sheen is what I'd call it. Um, so yeah, so I uh, was the one who did the scene after Chelsea's story, and I just want to say <laughs> that it really brought like that true that true crime element to the po- to the uh, to the show that I think is so popular nowadays. Um, like it's it was a it was a personal murder story, and that's I think that that was that was I, I'm gonna say it was heartwarming to <laughs> to the crowd. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, and just to quickly tell people, it was just a story about um, um, a person that my mom knew, um, a teenager who my mom thought was a very lovely, nice boy. I mean, everybody thought Jeffrey Dahmer was lovely and nice too. And um, he he and his friend uh, just wanted to see what it felt like to kill somebody. So they killed someone, cut him up in the fridge and and I, I, that was my, that was the decision I made. But I'm wondering what Amanda has to say about that. I keep saying your aunt. I saw my face in the photos while you told the story, and I'm literally grabbing my Jareth wig and trying to keep it on because my head is coming off. Like who just <laughs> decides one day? I want to just see what it's like, you know. And it was. I think a great story because we did get to make something really light out of something truly terrible, but it's, to me, that's the scariest part about it is that someone just decided one day, like, no, no, this might be fun guys. Friday night, right? Friday night. You know, interestingly, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the spooky doings podcast before. I'm sure the spooky doers will, uh, will correct me in, in, in the active spooky doings, um, social media community, but, uh, my, my mother, uh, actually fancies herself a bit of a witch and she, hang on, um, hang on. Why is this the first I'm hearing about this? Uh, because it's you know it's it's just it's just family you know it's it's familiar you know, i we mean don't, we to don't... be fair this is kind of the first time i'm hearing this myself no, <laughs> yes, I no. which i don't know you've never described her in that you, know my, you know my mom operates in the dark arts so <laughs> she puts people in the freezer well that's what i'm getting yeah. at so my mom as one of her spells uh she will write somebody's name who has wronged her on a piece of paper and she will put that name in the freezer so that the so the general you know aura of dark arts will take care of that person. So I think it's interesting that these people actually cut out the middlemen and literally kill somebody and put them in a freezer. 
Um, I, I, I have heard these tales of uh, people from the old country, regardless what old country we're speaking of, everybody have their, has their rituals. So if anybody's got some follow-up questions, I'll go first. Um, fish eyes, do they play Wait, hold on a part? Second, Rick. I just want to make sure that Tom knows that like, I will be writing his name on this toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it in the freezer. Yeah. Put it, put it with some fish eyes, Daisy. So do fish eyes uh, play a part in, in any of these uh, rituals of Mama Rizzuto? No, I've eaten fish eyes. They're overrated. I mean, there, there's, you know, they're are I, actually my my friend from Portugal. He said we're gonna have a an authentic like Portuguese like fish cookout, and I was like, all yes. right. He said, okay, yeah. well you have to eat the brains and the eyes. Yeah, and I ate the brains, and it was fine. It just tasted kind of like uh kind of like a salt gummy bear. And oh. the the fish eyes were just they they were they tasted okay, but they had just like a pop. It was like nature's gusher. Oh, um, yeah. And, and that is the reason, thanks to my Portuguese family, why I hate seafood and do not eat it. Uh, the Italians eat seafood on New Year's Eve, as, as people might know. It's the, the Feast of the Seven Fish. The, depending on where you're from in Italy, in some places it's three. Some places they go all the way up to 12. Some places they do 11 because Judas is not invited. But it's some variation on three. I thought it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, what did I say? Okay, yeah. It's Christmas Eve, yeah. Did I say something different? You said New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I apologize to, to all of my- Christmas uh, Eve, New Year's Eve, Summer's Eve. Not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the Feast of the Fishes is how I found out that I'm allergic to mussels because I don't like them, but I had to politely eat one because I was at a boyfriend's house. And uh, now I know not to be polite on Christmas Eve. Or date an Italian person. <laughs> next question Ooh, um no i was just gonna share for italian stew there's a dish um it's not seafood but it's a freaky dish um i'm blanking on the name of it but it's essentially like a sheep's head like just the full-on head so you have like you know if you're trying to get the kids to be brave, you're like, oh, eat the eyes. But, and this thing is, it's a head. You know what I mean? It's absolutely freaky. Yeah, sheep, goat, cow, pig, yeah. whatever you have around, you kind of just split the skull lengthwise um, because you want to have two eyes, you know, in two different portions. And you, and you just kind of, you know, you put it in the oven and, and it's, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, it's different because each part of the head does taste different from the rest of the head. So it's like, you know, it's not a, it's not a um, homogeneous, by the way, your average, your average Goomba is not eating this food. Like this is stuff that we left in the old country because we could. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you do go to Italy, you might, you might be lucky enough to find someone who will serve you something's face. Um, I wonder if Amanda is uh, happy that she's vegan. I wonder if Chelsea's happy that she's vegetarian after hearing all these tales of ridiculousness. Well, I can tell you uh, as a vegan Italian, I mean, listen, I'm living, I'm living high on pasta, so I'm, I'm good. But, you know, I just politely decline anything with a face um, as I hope, you know, anyone would decline me if i was on a plate personally i wouldn't eat me i'm gamey depends you're, on you're how a, you're seasoned 
Yeah, no, I mean, you got a season for sure. I'm not, I'm not one to sparse on seasonings, but like, you don't, you don't want this. It's sinewy, you know? Have you found vegan pasta that doesn't have egg in it? I mean, honestly, most pasta doesn't have egg in it. Like just pasta on its own. Like you could just have the whole wheat, like the, the semolina. I mean, stuff with like a pasta or like eggs with it usually is when you're combining um, like greens or you're, you're trying to change up the dough and you need a binder. But most pastas itself, they're Hold vegan. On. I got I to gotta investigate this. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I, I also want to chime in that during our practice, Amanda did the most vegan fucking thing I ever seen where she picked the clover up out of the grass and used it for a scene <laughs> and then ate it. I will specify that I spit it out, um, but I did commit 100% to chewing on it for the scene because I, you know, again, I'm going big and then I'm going home. I, I didn't see the spitting portion. Oh, but she like looked me intensely in the eyes and we both pretended as though what she was tasting wasn't disgusting. <laughs> and then finally she let it out of her mouth and I was, I was very relieved. I, uh, it, was, it, was definitely, it was definitely a brave move. Acting. I'm absolutely flabbergasted because I've made pasta fresh and egg is an ingredient in it, but yet I'm looking at these pastas that I have in my, in my cupboard and none of them have egg as an ingredient. I don't know what is the binding agent in these things. I, I, I find I'm, it very unusual that you got up and left the recording and went to get boxes. I love But again, <laughs> very Italian, very Italian of you. <laughs> because my brother is a vegetarian and I'm pretty sure the only thing stopping him from going vegan is the fact that he would have to stop eating pasta because we it's just understood that pasta has egg in it but I'm wondering like I mean I'm certainly not going to share this I was information say, don't him. tell him because then he's going <laughs> to go full vegan and then he might just be kicked out of the family when my when my brother came out as a vegetarian to my mom she cried oh like, yeah I got were, the questions yeah. yeah oh Amanda do you still want to eat bacon in this no no I'm good Okay. There was a cluelessness there, but you know, they're out of my life now for political reasons on their own issues. But I think they also were trying to bite their tongues about veganism. They were like, no, we don't get this. Now, now will there be spells casted uh, if your brother goes full vegan? Oh, I'm sure there's already been probably, right? What spells? Spells for to your brother to have him come back to the meat side. No, but he's eaten meat. He's, you know, he's eaten meat by accident on numerous occasions. Um, and like cuz on my at my bachelor party, we had a big Italian meal and he ate a piece of squid which he loves. And I thought that was going to be like, you know, like the, the addict getting his first taste and then like spinning out of control. I thought it was yeah. going to just be a meat and fish extravaganza from them, but he, he pulled it together. He pulled it back, yeah. Um, the only time I ever got really annoyed with him is because I have to find special cheeses for him because he won't eat cheese with, um, with like, re uh, what's it called? The piece of the cow stomach that makes cheese cheese. Like Rennet, Renee, something Rennet, like that. yeah. Yes, Rennet, Renee Zellweger. Renee, um, Renee Zellweger. Uh, yeah. So like, that's the only time. <laughs> Like I was in the supermarket looking for the special Parmesan cheese and just being like, damn it. Parmesan, <laughs> Parmesan is impossible to find without rennet in it. I have a really hard time finding Parmesan without it. There's a few. There, there are a few. Um, I'll find the, my, my brother has like a master list of like yeah. the approved vegetarian I'll, cheeses. 
I'll text you on the side because I need to know because I really you know I do stay too. away from Reddit. <laughs> and that's vegan talk with spooky doings. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to to throw out uh, one of my favorites, the scene I did with Chelsea and and other people walking. But Chelsea's playing of of Susan Lucci uh, was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That was the moment. Um, in the in the whole show i i felt really good in the scenes before i was having fun we were all finding our way and making people laugh and the energy was great but seeing like the seamlessness that people were doing with that scene um with like people you know going to the door and like you know knowing what to reference and stuff like that that was the moment i was like oh my god we're back this is just this is just great um so that that scene holds a, a special place for me I, I i did feel that you know as the show went on all of the rust was getting knocked off and it was getting better as we progressed uh and i thank all of you for that anybody else want to mention uh, a highlight that you saw or were part of uh as we start to land this plane mm. Or not, we're all fucking brilliant. Did we, did we talk about costumes? Did we all uh, uh, say what we were wearing on that? Yeah. Are, are we assuming that this is a companion piece to people who were in the audience? Uh, it's, a it's a companion piece to whoever listened, and hopefully they'll come to the next one and you'll be telling stories about uh, your mother uh, practicing the dark arts or uh, you're not in the fucking show. <laughs> yeah you know and that's not even like like that's not even the tip of of the iceberg my, my family has a long history in magic again why is it we've been doing this show for fucking years not counting the pandemic why is this the first i'm hearing about this because it's yeah, like you just find you know, out you're a witch <laughs> because it's like like um like people who can fight never tell you they can fight you know, you know it's always like like the people who the it's the people who are like going around acting like tough guys that can't fight so people who have a strong familial bond to the dark arts never never say it because it's like why say it like i live with it you know i have a i have a, a dark angel on my shoulder at all times uh, for creative purposes that's why you say it <laughs> I do have one more thing that uh, I like, from, like I remember from the show, and it's that I actually remembered who Marty Bordeaux is from the uh, New York Devils uh, on stage because somehow I got pimped it into uh, uh, Patricio pimped me into being a New Jersey Devil, and I was like, oh man, and then I was like, wait, I know someone's name, I know someone's name. And, uh, you know, I think I said Trudor at first, but then I got to pretend I got hit with lots of hockey pucks. And that's the reason why. Yeah. I was lost through that whole scene. It was hilarious because I understood the gist of what was going on. But when they started, when when y'all started with the names, I was like, all right, I know there's going to be people in the audience loving this, <laughs> but I am so lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really up on devil's hockey either. I think he retired like, seven years ago or something but he was like the greatest so don't feel bad chelsea i'm lost now <laughs> but i thought i thought the whole thing was great i think even you know rick just to to your point about you know rust you know 
in the beginning. I it's still when we first started, like it just felt like everybody was doing their whole, you know, I, I'm here to have a good time and you know, just play with my friends. And and that's what I felt. And it was a really like exciting, almost anxious energy, you know, to to do this again for some of us who who haven't uh, done improv since since March 2020. Um, so I think, you know, even if it was becoming smoother or anything like that towards the end, I think it started pretty high, um, especially because, I mean, Philip gave such a great story to uh, start off on. It had everything. It had Florida, it had witches, graveyards. It was just so much work <laughs> to go with. So well, I, I do have to comment. I do have to comment on his story when he said that Gainesville was four hours away from Orlando. I was like, mm, I guess if you're not taking any toll roads, <laughs> I was like, I've made it to Orlando in an hour and a half from Gainesville. <laughs> he drives the speed limit, bless his sweetheart, and then some <laughs> under. Also, let's just talk about just the, the triumphant return, the story that after coming out of retirement, on Halloween at the Magnet Theater, the spookiest improv theater in all of New York City, that we that we came back so strong with with the it's it's like it it's like Rocky coming out of retirement and winning the title. You know, there's no other way to there's no other way to say it. What were the other shows <laughs> that night? I don't even know. They weren't. Uh, Cornfeld and Andrews. I did not get to hug. The Lewis point Kornfeld. was for you to not answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Tom, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it was it was only in America, you know. It it was it was flabbergasted. It was it was magnanimous. It was spectacular. You know, these are the things that that we can only do here in the great United States of America, in the greatest the greatest city, in the greatest state, in the greatest country, on the greatest planet, in the greatest galaxy, on the greatest universe. That that's just what we do here at Spooky Doings. And I don't see any, I don't see that as being controvertible in any way. Well, uh, I, I forgive Tom for not telling me about his proximity to witchcraft. Cause if you're, if you got a hype man like that, there's really no other place to end the show, but with our plugs, uh, let's let's start it off. Fuck it, let's let's go alphabetically and, and start with Amanda. If you want to let people know where they can find you on social media, or if you got any other projects uh, going down, where can people find it if they want to find it, please? Uh, yeah, if you want to find me, you can reach me on Instagram at Phoenix Smizing. Um, and that is smizing like you do with your eyes. Um, I don't really have anything planned as of yet. I just started a new job um, Monday. So I'm really uh, focusing on just kind of integrating and making money again, baby. Uh, alphabetically speaking, uh, next uh, outside of the regular host would be Jennifer. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at jenanderson1016. Um, I don't have like much happening right now. I'm trying to think of the next performance thing I have going on. I can't really think of it. We're, we're trudging into, uh, Rick's favorite time of year, which is the holidays. So you can catch yeah. me on JetBlue flight 718 into Jacksonville, Florida. That's start, my starting <laughs> November 1st. It's Mardi Gras season, baby. It's Mardi Gras, right. <laughs> 
Stacy, anything you'd like to plug? Um, my uh, Instagram is at done.357. You can also find at done.357studio. Uh, I'm an artist, so check out the website. It's that dot, the same done357.com. Please feel free to, you know, buy some art or ask me any questions about it. Um, I also am doing like voiceover right now for this um, pilot called Famous Lake. Mm. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on with the launch, but they're doing like a reading on Thursday. You can find it on Eventbrite for, uh, for um, just to hear it. There's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like the final recording before hopefully someone buys it. So, yep, I'm done. Tom, where can people find you if they won't find you? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very boring on social media, but you can you can find me at Tom Rizzuto. That's T-O-M-R-I-Z-Z-U-T-O. Z-Z for our friends across the pond or in Canada. Um, that's on Twitter. You can see me as I retweet things from, you know, music sites. Uh, then, you know, there's you, there's me on Instagram at Tom Rizzuto 85. You will see all six posts on Instagram I've ever done and an occasional story featuring a meme about Mozart or whatever. Uh, I do give guitar lessons and piano lessons. You can have those if you'd like. Um, I cannot teach you the dark arts. That's something you have to be born with. So, um, you know, no, no applications will be taken as far as that goes, but in general, I just like to like to, um, take this time to plug the holiday season, you know, shout out Santa Claus, shout out baby Jesus, shout out. They, 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 <laughs> both, di they both died of Rona and fucked off into the sun. <laughs> the sun, the son of God born on Christmas day. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Vicky, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, sure. You can find me on Instagram as Vicky Martin NYC, and that's spelled like V I K K I M A R T I N. Uh, and then I talked about at the beginning a little bit, but I'm in a long form improv show right now, uh, called The Marvelous Miss McCluskey. It's with uh, uh, improv. Uh, already, which is IRTE, um, and we're performing Fridays and Saturdays uh, at eight at the Producers Club, and we have a show tonight. It's our third week. Next week is our last week. I'm seeing. <laughs> I feel bad that this episode is going to come out after, but they've got all the information to find out about more stuff. Uh, yeah, they have another show coming up after too. So there you go, because because you're great uh, with devil horns or without. Uh, Chelsea, where can people find it if they want to find it? Um, hopefully not on, not written on toilet paper in Stacy's freezer, because I saw that Tom is on his way there. <laughs> Stacy is taking names. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, just looking up Chelsea Bennington, and you'll see, you know, it's really on Twitter, it's me retweeting things, and on Instagram, it's my cat. So, not bad and content. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. I'm going to reach out to some places and book some more shows and have some more fun and get some of the 
other cast members involved that uh, weren't in this one. You know, we got, we got our favorites, we got our regulars, we got uh, our, our guests. It's all a love fest altogether. And Rick Guzman, 718 uh, on Twitter, because uh, I'm still there, uh, not telling conservatives to uh, eat uh, a bag of dicks because um, I'm behaving myself. But uh, from the heart, uh, thank each of you individually and collectively for getting on stage and performing and, and making that idea a reality again, because it felt so fucking good. And I love all of you for that so much. You got no idea. And everybody's on mute. So we're just gonna call it there. Yeah. But they're, all, <laughs> they're all smiling. Thank you, Rick. This was- Thank you, Rick. I'm excited to continue performing with you guys. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't have buried us because we're not fucking dead. So <laughs> to all of our listeners, there'll be more information coming soon in the meantime and in between time. Stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky.